AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Crush Friday Interview Edition, John Hodgman Avengers Edition. That's right. Part three. Endgame. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we don't have as much time as we probably need. we got about 45 yeah, it's only, minutes. Yeah, it's only a seven-hour movie that uh, we have to condense. <laughs> to 45. To 45. So let's get into it. Yeah. Open on Hodgman and Chuck. Hodgman is teaching Chuck how to shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> one of the one of the great openings of any movie. Oh man, this right? this movie had so uh, much sad stuff in it, and it starts yeah. out sad and it ends bittersweet. It ends bittersweet, and it is it is a it is. I'll I'll make the text. I'll make the subtext the text. It is a movie about trauma and mm-hmm. coping with trauma. Yeah, and it is, and it is that in a very honest way. Yeah, and and a culmination of uh, this film series that just like one of the most impressive things in film history, I think. Yeah, is what they did with with this MCU series. But but wait a minute, Chuck. We've put we've like like Endgame. We've dropped everyone in media race, mm-hmm. and they don't they they haven't followed the whole Hodgman and Chuck podcastical universe around mm-hmm. Avengers. Uh-huh. When I came one of your one of your earliest movie crush podcast episodes, I think, mm-hmm. I came here to Atlanta and you were like, what's your favorite movie you want to talk about? And I said, Marvel's the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And you said, Marvel's the Avengers. That's dumb. And I said, no, Chuck, you're wrong. <laughs> I didn't say that's dumb. It's great. <laughs> you're like, really? Not you don't want to talk about the third man? Or a classic movie like Rashomon or something? I'm like, no, 
I'm talking about a classic movie, an instant classic called Marvel's The Avengers. And I established that I love Marvel's The Avengers because on the one hand, it itself is a very, I mean, it's it, it's got a third act that's a mess like a lot of action movies, sure. right? But it's enjoyable throughout. Oh, yeah. Incredible performances. Yeah. The realization of a dream that I thought was unrealizable when I was a comic book fan uh, floating around. Uh, in the in the waters off Rhode Island on vacation with Tim McGonagall, mm-hmm. talking about who would ever be in an X Men movie, knowing in our minds there will never be an X Men movie because right. n- none culture will never accept these stories of, of stunted weirdos, uh-huh. and if they and also they don't have the technology to make this look real. Man, and what they were had, you guys wrong? What Marvel's The Avengers did was was in, initiate n- not only. Uh, was to announce to the world that yes, we 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 take these characters seriously, mm-hmm. and we do, and it's not just to make money. We're taking these characters seriously. We're taking their stories seriously. We're taking what their stories say about culture and America and mm-hmm. life in America and the world seriously. And we're going to start interweaving these characters from different movies into a shared cinematic universe, akin to what Marvel Comics had always done and had, right. had been their their great their great innovation in comics was to say that these characters all share the same world. Yeah. And they can go on dates with each other and get in fights with each other and hang out with each other and then go away on their own separate journeys as well. And they were going to do this in the movies, which, you know, for something that everyone says, like, there's only superhero movies now and that people just make superhero movies because they're such a safe bet, safe bet, safe bet. Mm-hmm. This was a, an enormous gamble that yeah. that humans – who may have only seen Iron Man, who may only have seen Captain America, who had only seen Thor. Mm-hmm. And these, again, were all characters that were extremely esoteric, even within the Marvel comic universe. These yeah. were not their marquee characters. Marvel didn't have them. They took their, these sort of like second tier, famous but not so famous characters, not a lot of people heard of, mm-hmm. took their time to introduce them to the world, created of them, I think, sharper characters than they ever existed in the comic books, archetypes. Yeah. Uh, of 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 both sort of rule following morality, which is Captain America, versus rule breaking roguishness, versus uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that the whole story revolved around their friendship and the thing that drives them apart and brings them back together. Yeah, uh, and we're going to start telling a story over a number of different movies. Yeah. and um, Joss Whedon, you know, I don't know whether he wrote the secret is I'm always angry. Right. That line, I presume he did. He's definitely capable of writing it. Great line. But it was just like, it was firing on every level. Mm-hmm. And it only got better. And then, uh, and then that was the, the, the beginning of our, of our mm-hmm. own epic, our trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then I came back for Infinity War. <laughs> right. We skipped Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. Uh, we skipped all of the other, like, pr- movies that were Avengers movies that, did, that pretended not to be like Captain America Civil War. Right. We came back for Infinity War, and I said that this this is the apex of uh, this is an astonishing apex of this. I guess now it's 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, six six years since the Avengers, ten years since Iron Man. This uh, the the apex of of this incredible new form of cinematic storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, unlike anything else, not for better or for worse, but different. Mm-hmm. And it was an astonishing, an astonishing movie that, and and my point, which was made by and, and echoed by a lot of people, was when you, in the third act when you realize Thanos has to win 
because he is the main character. He is the protagonist of this story. Yeah. And the movie was a comment on a per- person like feeling right versus feeling wrong. Mm-hmm. No one ever feels like they're the bad guy. Yeah. And therefore, you know, we talked on a movie has many a movie crush mooney pod or whatever you call them. <laughs> movie crush mini, mini crush. Mini crush. Mm-hmm. Movie crush mini crush about the greatest villains. And I, I'm, and you should, that's a, a side journey for you, a side quest for you, the listener. Go listen to that because it'll be fun talking about what makes a good movie villain a movie villain. And I, my, my blind spot there was I didn't say Thanos because Thanos is one of the great villains of cinema. Mm-hmm. An incredibly dopey looking purple monster mm-hmm. who, who, who is pure CGI and yet through, Josh Brolin's performance and the writing of the two guys who wrote that, the direction of the Russo brothers and the CGI majesty of that character, yeah. which had gotten better over the course of the Avengers movies. Like yeah. you look at Thanos' first appearance and he looks like a dummy. Yeah. And here Josh Brolin created this Shakespearean yeah. character who believes in what he is doing. Yeah. And you are sympathetic to him and you end up almost rooting for him mm. to win at the end. Almost. Yeah. You don't want him to kill the vision. Yeah, some, something that really struck me in watching this again uh, for only the second time a couple of nights ago is the uh, just how much this movie is about family. Yeah. Um, metaphorically and real families. Yeah. Whether it's Hawkeye yep. or the families that they create with each other or Nebula yep. and Thanos and uh, who's the green lady? Gamora. Gamora. Mm-hmm. And an alter nebula. Yep. Really, really. And Black, Black Widow. Uh-huh. Uh, Natasha Romanoff yeah. saying that the Avengers are her family. She's got no other family. Oh, well, that scene, the devastating well, soul so, stone scene. Listen, yeah, listen. Speaking of the devastating soul stone scene, we're going to presume you've seen Endgame. Sure, yeah. Everyone if you knows, haven't seen it. This is spoiler. You should city. see it. It's great. But the, but we're going to spoil her. Spoil yeah. it up. Yeah, that, that's Yeah, implicit. she sacrifices herself because she wants Cliff Barton to be. He has a family to go back to. Yeah, but he's trying to do the right thing too. Well, he 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 became an off-screen monster and a mass murderer. I gather is what the story is like. Right when he says, "You know what I've done," and the whole thing about yeah how Rhodey's been chasing him across across the earth as he ruthlessly murders gangland cartels and yakuza yeah. people that he thinks doesn't didn't deserve to have survived the snap. Yeah, right? he's deal. That's how he's dealing with his trauma. Right. Yeah. It's it's true, and so now here we are at the at the end game of our particular epic of of intertwined podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I had said that Infinity War was the apex, yeah, What's your of thought the now? series, and that it was the apex of this storytelling. Mm-hmm. And my feeling is that is still true. Yeah, so I loved Endgame, but I, I did, loved Endgame. I did think Infinity War was a little better. And watching it, I think it's a more I think it's a more powerful work of art because it did not it have is. it did not largely because it was free from the responsibility of ending the story, which yeah. is always the hardest thing to do. It is, and they did it masterfully. Sure, but for me, the theme, the theme uh, that opens uh, Infinity War, uh-huh. the war, the lines are Thanos's lines. I know what it feels like to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to have to know that you're right. Well, not that I feel – I know what it feels like to lose. Excuse me. That's the thing. Right. I know what it feels like to lose. I know what it feels like to know that you're right and fail anyway. Yeah. And that is what Infinity War is all about. Mm-hmm. That's what's – what stress tests – stress tests these characters in a way not only they've never faced before, uh-huh. the, the, the possibility of failure, 
but in a way you don't really get to see characters in superhero movies, action movies, fun movies, Mm -hmm. really face real failure. You know, and not just sort of second act failure where they get back up again and then punch everybody. Right. right? But like real no no takesies backsies, even though this next movie is all about takesies backsies, but no takesies backsies, you you failed. And mm-hmm. you knew you were right. You knew you were right and you and you failed. And you knew you were right, and Thanos knew he was right. And guess what? They're both people are right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Thanos Thanos is not wrong when he s- suggests that wiping out half of half of human life or, you know, sentient life across the galaxy mm-hmm. is going to be hard, but it's going to make the universe much more sustainable. Yeah, he's an environmentalist. <laughs> you know, and 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 the Avengers are not wrong to want to stop him from doing that either. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And two, two, rights, two rights make a wrong in this case. Yeah. And it gets wiped out. And that theme of like, I know what it feels like to fail, even though you know you're right or believe you're right. Yeah. Is not something I'd ever seen explored in a movie like this before. And it's something that I didn't learn until I was an adult. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And how much better I think my life would have been if I had seen this movie as a kid and got that lesson. That yeah. sometimes you just lose. Yeah. Even when you know you're right. Sometimes it doesn't come together for you and you got to deal with it and pick yourself up and, and start over. Which yeah, is what this movie is. For sure. Uh, one of my favorite parts about this movie in general is the time travel aspect and what it does for the arc of these characters and getting to revisit um, their past a little yeah. bit. Like Thor yeah. seeing his mother and Natalie Portman and, uh, and fucking Tony Stark meeting his father. Right. And Captain America seeing, you know, being in the office at least briefly of uh, uh, what's her character's name? Haley Atwell, uh, uh, Agent Carter, Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah, it's just all that stuff really, really just enriched it so much, I thought. And, I mean, th- th- this is <laughs> – now that I'm talking about it, I'm realizing, oh, yeah, like I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they made these movies so smartly mm-hmm. with such consideration and deep, fun, interesting thought, right? Yeah, and such heart, too. That's so, so key here. Right. Is you really, really connect with these characters that are, you know. Yeah, and you're so they're going back in time to see their old flames. Right. And we're going back in time to see our old flames, which are yeah. them earlier on. Yeah. When, when the Hulk, when Bruce Banner, who's now an intelligent Hulk. Yeah, sort of the sees, mid-sized Hulk. Sees the 2012 Hulk yeah. going on a rampage is an emba- and is, is embarrassed. Yeah. It's, it's, like, like, it's, it's a little much. <laughs> you're reminded, like, these characters have gone on real journeys. Yeah. And when the Hulk and Rocket Raccoon go to recruit Thor, uh-huh. who so is, great. by the way, one of the, one of the great true de- portrayals of post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. That you see, like that they decide we're going to make Thor a sufferer of PTSD. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like an alcoholic. We're going to go. We're just going all in on the fact that he failed. Like, yeah. And when Rocket says, you know, Tony Stark says about Thor, what's wrong with him? He says he thinks he failed, and he did. Yeah. Like, you know, he failed in a hard way. Yeah. And couldn't make it right by by this time going for the head and chopping off Thanos's head. Yeah. And and he truly is. He truly then like to make that decision to have him just go into depression uh-huh. was, I think, a heroic narrative choice, and to have him never not he doesn't get better. He you know he doesn't go back 
to who he was. Right. He gets better in his own way. Yeah, you know? he doesn't. Uh, I mean, I really like this this version of Thor. Um, he's He obviously has got his comic chops down right. by this point in the series, but just tubby thor and the uh when he when he cries when he sees his mother and he yeah. he he's emoting a lot in this movie yeah he's uh, so great in this Chris yeah Andrew. just so beloved and yeah. i mean i did not know this guy had this in no, him no. as an actor when he first right. started doing these thor movies right. so but the the point i was going to make in terms of this going back in time you know seeing these characters in the you know and being reminded of this long history mm-hmm. and how much they've changed yeah and for me that came through when Bruce Banner as the Hulk, Bruce mm-hmm. Banner Hulk hybrid, Professor Professor Hulk or whatever you call him, right? Goes to goes to recruit Thor, and he says, "I need you there, buddy." Yeah, you, you know, when I was in this place, you were there for me. Yeah, now I'm here for you, and you and you and you remember one of the centerpiece huge fight scenes in Avengers, Marvel's The Avengers, is Thor and Hulk, yeah, battling it out, yep, and then making peace, and Thor and Hulk still punches him out. After they uh, at the end of the movie, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like, that was funny, <laughs> and it's like, oh wow, these guys have changed. Yeah, everyone has changed in a way that you don't get to see in. And I mean, I guess, I guess in Return of the Jedi, there's this feeling that that Luke, you know, Luke is in a different place for sure. I didn't like that. But it though. all happens off screen, you know. Yeah, like, I didn't like badass Luke in Return of the Jedi. Calm, Luke. No longer whining, Luke. Just like, I'm going to go see my father now. Yeah. Luke, yeah. So uh, another one of my favorite parts of this film was um, was uh, Paul Rudd in Ant-Man. Yeah. He was he really added so much. And he was one of the key components plot-wise because he had been, uh, you know, he's the one that figures this out. Right. He's the one that really drives the story forward and solves the problem. Right. On, you know, well, really, that rat, with... that rat that stepped on the yeah. button in the storage space That's right. that brought him back from the quantum realm. It's really the, the instigating, the inciting incident of this movie. He's so great in this. I know you know Paul. Um... I'm, I've, I, Paul's been on a lot of my audiobooks, and we, yeah. we've, we've hung out before. He is Seems as like the, utterly the delightful dude. as you would imagine. That's great. And um, He's so good at, as, as Ant-Man. Yeah, and it speaks to the imagination of... Kevin Feige and the team at Marvel Studios that, you know, when the Edgar Wright version of Ant-Man ended for whatever reason it did, Mm -hmm. that they didn't give up on it. Yeah. It's weird because the only reason Ant-Man was going to be in the MCU was Edgar Wright liked this character. This is a weird, weird ninth tier character. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't want to give up on this character. and And not only did they bring him into the universe, but they made him a very central part of the universe. Oh, yeah. And I, especially here at the end. Yeah, I have to say, you know, uh, not to put the cart before the horse, not you know, or whatever. Um, maybe not a horse, but maybe one of those those huge creatures that comes out of Thanos's, <laughs> comes out on a chain. The, 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 yeah. the mega apes, <laughs> the masked mega apes, he keeps in his ship. Yeah. and unleashes at the big final battle. But yeah, my, we'll talk about the final battle. But my fame, my favorite part of the final battle was. Giant man punching out that space yeah. sea slug <laughs> in the background. Oh yeah, that <laughs> you know was just, what I mean. Yeah, and just like the majesty of giant Paul Rudd stomping around yeah. this battlefield in the background was like to me it was as, as sort of uncanny and exciting as seeing the Imperial Walkers. Like it just felt the size of that guy. Yeah, and I, I love how each character has you know they each bring something to the table when it comes to battle time. Yeah. Um, he can just simply be bigger than everyone else and wipe out large swaths 
Uh, and then you've got, I mean, it's almost unfair. Captain Marvel is so powerful. She's so powerful they needed to lose her for most of this movie. Right. Yeah. Because she can kind of do anything. Right. And that's, yes, she is, a, she is definitely a, a Marvel ex machina at the end of the movie. Yeah. And, um, but that great and an, an exciting one because you she's kick-ass, you know? Yeah. For sure. But, I mean, the the it'll be interesting to see and we can talk about what phase 900 or whatever phase we're on of the MCU is going to be like now that yeah. they have a truly super-duper-powered super person in this yeah. world because the Hulk was super strong but had his limitations. Thor, obviously, super strong but had his – he was kind of a dumb-dumb. You know, mostly the – you know, two – like two – how many Avengers are there in the Ridge? Seven? In, in that first movie? Six. Uh, well, Thor, Hulk, Thor, Hulk Cap, Iron Man, Iron Man Cap, Black Widow. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. So a third of them are just dudes. Yeah. Just two, you know, third of them are normal human beings with high, with high combat training. Right. You know but, what I mean? Or tech. And yeah. or tech. And or tech, right? Oh, yeah. Well, of course, Iron Man too. So that's that's the third. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Sorry. I was... Two two out of six is a th- is a third. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is so a... half half of them are normals. <laughs> yeah, that are completely unenhanced in any way. Yeah, and and you know all of the superpowers that were being introduced, whether it was Wanda's powers, whatever they are, mm-hmm. Quicksilver, all the superpowers that were were added into this mix, were still pretty low level superpowers. Yeah, you know what I mean. So Captain Marvel is a real question mark about how that's going to affect these stories because yeah i think they were allowed to be super duper they were super human stories about super humans mm-hmm. see what i see how i did that i did super extremely human stories about <laughs> extreme humans apple card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card you earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day that's three percent on your favorite products at apple 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, this is also a film of uh, moments, of these really powerful moments that you know when they're making the movie and, or writing the script, it's just going to like, you know, the chill bump moments. Right. And a few of mine, and it's, it's I was trying to pick out my favorite, but the the women assembling. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. And fuck you to anyone who says that was pandering no. to, to the moment in time we're in. Yeah. That person was not. Uh, a a young woman or girl watching right. that on screen. It was awesome. and knowing that that was normal and okay and fantastic. Right. You know? uh, the the moment where uh, the Captain America gets the hammer. Incredible. Incredible. Paying off a a tiny little scene in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, in such a powerful way. So good. You know. Uh, and then. A couple of other moments, but that final battle, that, you know, that one fucking money shot when they're all charging at each other. Yeah. Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Yeah. Goosebumps right. again. Right. When, you know, the Pegasus flying in and uh, and and Quill is flying and, you know, they're, it's just, <laughs> it's, I can't even talk about it in any sort of like intelligent way except to say, it's fucking awesome. No. And, you know, like, he, here's, here's the thing. Is a podcast by Alec Baldwin for WNYC. Uh-huh. It also is the start of this sentence. <laughs> this movie, I think, does labor very well, but is labored and burdened uh, with the burden of ending the thing. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's ever created anything, it, you know, even a pot, pot, like, how do you get to the ending? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's a hard thing to do. How do you pay off everything that we've done yeah. in a way that's satisfying, right? And not only does this movie labor under that, but that scene in particular. What does the fi- what does the final big fight scene look like? Yeah, because you've done the, all that before, right? And it's hard not to just have it be a retread, right? But th- what this had going for it was all all in another one another one of the great moments is all of these characters that we were missing the whole time, right. From the snap, right? Coming back and strange in them opening up all those portals. It was just fucking and amazing. And I'm sure that there were people out there who figured out, like, because what you're thinking is, all right, we, we have now been shown that our that even Captain America with Mjolnir is is not strong enough to defeat Thanos. Mm-hmm. One-on-one or three-on-one, our characters can't do it. And Thanos has infinite backup in the form of mega apes and, and then the ship outriders and the ship that fires. rains fire yeah. and and everything else. So we, but we know that we know we're going to get out of this with a win this time. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it coming. 
we didn't see losing in Infinity War necessarily. Not everyone did. Right. It took me – for me, it was a, a long, sober, dawning realization of both like sadness and rightness that they were going to lose in yeah. Infinity War. But this time they're not going to lose. So how are they going to get – how are our guys going to get out of this classic – you know, it is it is a classic kind of storytelling maneuver where you put your character up a tree and then you just start throwing rocks and arrows at right. him or her or they. And the question is, how do you get out of that tree? Yeah. And I did not see. I'm sure there there were smarty pants guys on the internet who did see sling rings coming and everyone coming, you know, teleporting in all of a sudden. Well, even if you see it coming, it's still a great moment. Even if you see it coming, you you. You don't. What you don't see coming is the 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 small gesture of storytelling. Yeah, where he starts hearing Sam Wilson in his earpiece. Oh man! And he's like, "What, Sam?" And you see him dealing with the fact that this is like he feels like he's having a hallucination. Yeah. And then he goes on your left. Yeah, on your left. <laughs> so I mean, which of course is how the character was introduced uh-huh. in Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then you see that thing fly open oh, and it's that dawning realization of, you know, it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it's bigger. Yeah. You know, a final battle scene is um, a story unto itself. Mm-hmm. And it's a story in action often more than words, right? Yeah. And, you know, there there is Michael Arndt who, uh, who wrote uh, Little Miss Sunshine was obsessed – obsessed is a strong word, but fascinated with the the – the story choreography of the final battles of Star Wars, Empire, and yeah. Return of the Jedi. That you have three things going at different times. Like mm-hmm. th- there are three storylines and you cut back and forth among these three storylines. And that's how you keep the momentum going. Do you yeah, know what I mean? While also having a responsibility to simple things like the geography yeah. of the battle so it, you can follow it and it's not confusing. It needs to be clear. Because exactly. you can lose your way a lot of times. A lot of movies have. Right. But it's I th- think Marvel's always done a great job at being very clear with the geography of what's, their battles. What's happening and where it's happening. Yep. You have to you have to be- keep in mind why it matters. Mm-hmm. And it has to be exciting. It can't be a slog. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's got to have their individual moments. Right. And they do. Right. And 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 what they what they pulled off here is there is no there are no three storylines in this right right it's just once everybody comes in first there well I mean there there are acts to this whole play and yeah. the first act is our 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 three you know our three big big characters Thor Iron Man and Cap trying to just beat the heck out of him to kill him proper this time as Thor says uh-huh. that doesn't work. That's a good battle too. Right. That fight with Thanos. Right. And then next comes act two. Here comes everybody. Mm-hmm. Thanos brings in his team. We have the reveal of our team. This insane tableau. As yeah. you point out, like there's a Pegasus in there. You know, yeah. it's like there's a Pegasus and a giant man wearing a s- spacesuit. Uh huh. And there's a Hulk. Yeah. And there are the armies of Wakanda. With their with their floating ships, and then there are there are Norse gods. Yeah, the remaining of the, the remaining of Asgard, and then there's Bucky Barnes with his machine gun. Yeah, that which work. is just great. Yeah, Bucky Barnes with his machine gun, like all of these threads that are so visually and tonally different from all the different movies have now come together into this phantasmagoric stew of what am I seeing? Yeah, and they just hit each other hard front lines. Right. Uh huh. That's Act Two. 
and then the, you you are misled, and they do these the Russo brothers, and I'll just use the Russo brothers just as an unfair synonym for the whole creative team mm-hmm. because the story team and the you know the production team and everything else. Like just say the, let's just say the movie. Mm-hmm. This movie is is very adept. These movies are very adept at misleading the audience. Yeah, and all of a sudden there's this on the battlefield um, improvisation that we're gonna. We're going to get the the Infinity Stones out of Thanos' reach by mm-hmm. throwing them into the back of Scott's van. Right. Which is great when he he's like, we have another time machine. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. <laughs> Where's, the, Total, Where's the van? <laughs> totally hilarious. Gave him something to do. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, the time machine gets hacked to death by Thanos. Yeah. Well, and you also get that great sequence of the, I call it like the football game. Right. Yeah. Where they're advancing the glove forward. Right. Uh, passing it off to one another. Which, of course, is relates to your theme of, of family mm-hmm. and cooperation. Yeah. The Avengers from from the very first – and, you know, this is a fa- – this is like I'm fanning out over this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. But I'm not doing it because I think it's so great. I think it deserves it. Yeah. Because it's this very has much been – this has been – like, like everything in it or not, in the Marvel Universe experiment, phases one through three mm-hmm. – there has been a real – they've gone on weird tangents. The love affair with Bruce Banner and Natasha Romanoff was never paid off. Mm-hmm. There are some loose ends and threads and some plot holes and some ups and downs. But they've been so good at being on theme. Mm-hmm. Iron, uh, you know, Nick Fury in Avengers and I think in his first appearance at the end of Iron Man 2 says the Avengers – our, our team that come together to handle the problems individuals can't mm-hmm. or we as in, we as individuals can't. And so the handing off of the iron, you know, the the I think they call this infinity gauntlet, the uh, the the nano gauntlet or something. because yeah. It's the Iron Man gauntlet with has the infinity stones. Oh, right. Yeah. As they hand that football off, it is, you know, they're they're They realize they can't do it alone. Spider-Man can't get there on his own. Mm-hmm. T'Challa can't get there on his own. Even Captain Marvel can't get there on her own. And she's the yeah. superpowerest of them all. Yeah, yeah. Boy, she comes in. What a great entry in that oh, battle scene. Yeah. Because that's the, the third part of that, I guess, is the Hellfire. Right. Where Thanos basically is willing to sacrifice his army. Right. To kill everyone. To kill everyone. And and for him to presumably survive. And she flies right through it, that ship. He's doing it in order to get out of um, – he's he's uh, been captured by Wanda. Uh Maximoff, mm-hmm. uh, the Scarlet Witch. Yes, She's too yes. powerful for him. Yeah. And this is that's an area where if, if we have time to go back around and put a pin in it, maybe this will have to be a two-part. Maybe. This, maybe this is, this is uh, Endgame part one. <laughs> but but uh, that the face-off between Wanda and Thanos is actually, I think, a, a, a missed opportunity for story. Mm, how so? Her powers were introduced in – well, her powers have been pr- – have been portrayed very inconsistently, which I think is a weakness for that character. She starts off as a as a mind manipulator, mm-hmm. and then is basically recast as an energy. I shoot red things out of my out of my hands. hands. Yeah, which she had. I guess she had that power in the in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. But her introduction was, "I can get inside your head," right? And that's a much more interesting and and I think, frankly, powerful power. And if they had put that in the background and let you forget that until this moment, having a character who can get inside of Thanos' head mm-hmm. 
I think, and make him confront some of the stuff that he's done to make Thanos afraid. Right. Or feel sorrow. Mm -hmm. Especially this version of Thanos, who is not the one that we know from Infinity War, but right. it's a, a younger, angrier, less nuanced Thanos mm -hmm. on, on purpose and brilliantly. That would have been something to see what's inside of Thanos's head. Yeah, but you can't really do that on the battlefield, can you? Well, I mean, you think about you think about how when she went into people's heads and manipulated their minds in Age of Ultron. Have you seen Age of Ultron? Oh yeah, yeah. You get to see inside their dreams. Oh, that's true. You could have gone into Thanos's head and then see whatever it is that's going on inside of there, see their battle in his head, mm -hmm. and then get jarred out of it because someone, some I don't know, masked mega ape hits Wanda or something, you know, right. and gets broken free. And before she can get him again, he says, rain fire. Yes. You know, like, but you feel, he feels fear in that moment when mm -hmm. he yells rain fire. And because he knows that she's very, very, very powerful and maybe has, has an edge on him. So he's got to get everybody, got to take her out that way. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen his fear and his sorrow for a character that we've, that we're really fascinated with and invested in both, you know, I would have loved, loved seeing that. So that was an oversight. You, Russo brothers, you dropped the you dropped the magic gauntlet there. <laughs> you dropped you dropped the na the nano gauntlet there. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely liked Infinity War a little better. I thought this, upon second viewing, was a little baggy. Yeah, at three hours, um, I'm trying to think of what to cut. You know, well, it's, it's tough. I I think that for as adept as they as they are. At misdirection, right? And I, and I, and I, I think the ultimate, most beautiful. I mean, the way that they open the movie with the like, let's pick ourselves up and go back and fight again. Yeah, and they win, but the win is not a win at all. Right. You know, there is no undoing. It would seem what has happened, and Thor's re redemption, mm -hmm. where he does go for the head. Yeah, but you see on his face that this is not going to give him any peace whatsoever. In fact, it probably made it worse. Yeah, he's been turned into a, a, a an executioner. You know, right? Like Rocket going, "What have you done?" Yeah, like Rocket is not the most moral character in the universe. No, not at all. But even he was like, "What are you doing? You just summarily executed this guy without even talking to us." Yeah, you know that's the other part of that scene that's so powerful. He went rogue is that he went rogue, and this is about family, as you point out. Like, yeah, it's about. Be doing right by your family, and that's not so. So that was yeah. that whole sequence isn't like we have hope. We figured out the we you know we got Tony back. We figured out where he is. We, we've got the the signature. We're gonna we get up there and we're gonna fly to space and take care of this forever. And mm -hmm. I I don't think anyone was particularly fooled that the that that was gonna happen. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. But then but that Thor cutting his head off was a true surprise to me. Sure. It made perfect Same emotional here. sense. And then five years later, yeah. it's like, yep, this is a different movie. This is a different movie than what you thought. Like, yeah. We had a job to do, which was to deal with the immediate desire for revenge. Mm -hmm. And now the rest of this movie is everyone dealing with the fact that they might not ever get revenge. Even, even if they go forward and then back in time. Yeah. And, and, and do try a do-over and succeed yeah. in this big fight, there is there is loss and there is, you know, you can't go back. Yeah. And it, it also asks some big questions, um, like the fact that Cap, or I'm not Cap, uh, that Tony, you know, he he figures out time travel in that great scene early on. Right. 
and he goes and he, you know, he's he's got this life now. Yeah. And this family and this daughter. And they got, like Pepper says, they got lucky. Right. And he, he says, you know, I don't have to do this. I can throw it into that lake and yep. bury it. Yep. And um, you get that sense. I didn't, I didn't see it coming that he was going to die right away. I didn't either. I didn't. I mean, there was a big kerfuffle at my son's middle school. <laughs> people spoiling. Oh, that sucks. People spoiling the movie. And trying to stay unspoiled and running, hiding from each other. Yeah. And, and and I was unspoiled, though I had heard that various people were going to die. Well, different but, rumors. And yeah, stuff. it's interesting, though, if you hear that and think like, it's interesting to think like, who do you lose? And looking back, there is no other way that this could have gone other than Iron Man because he started it all. Right. Like it's the it's the perfect device to lose him and it is you know the the ultimate you know we were t- i think we were mentioning in the movie crush mini sodes mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the mcu's got good arcs yeah good arcs they figure out arcs for people and they pay them off boy they, his arc was so well done and you know going back to avengers uh, marvel's the avengers in 2012 when mm-hmm. captain america says you're not the guy to lay down on the mine to save your friends yeah and of course, that pays off at the end of the Avengers when he does make the sacrifice play, uh-huh. but escapes death. Right. And now this is the ultimate sacrifice play. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, that's Tony Stark's arc is going from because you want to say, well, he was a weapons manufacturer who realized that weapons were hurting people, and therefore he made himself a, a man of iron to protect the world, mm-hmm. who uses a lot of extremely devastating weapons to do it. Like, it's, yeah. it's not exactly play. Right. His, his transformation from the beginning of Iron Man to the end of Iron Man isn't quite as um, isn't quite as easy as it was in the comics, where he's like, I don't make weapons anymore. I just make weapons for me. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's about him becoming less selfish. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... Avengers is about him becoming less selfish. Yeah. And in Endgame, they know these characters so well. Mm -hmm. And it's Steve Rogers who's counseling whichever Russo brother it is in that that post-trauma group. Oh, is is one of them in there? Yeah. Like the first first scene after the five years later is a therapy – is a talk therapy session. Yeah. You know? By the way, if you're suffering from trauma or even if you're not, talk therapy is great. Yeah. Go get it. Go get yourself some therapy. Yeah, that's a great scene and how everyone's dealing with their loss uh, because that was really powerful. And then Natasha, as the leader, just defeated, though, and like crying by herself. Yeah. Really, really powerful stuff. You know, and the feeling in that scene where she's talking to all the holograms as they report in and she doesn't want them to leave. Yeah. They're her family. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she has become the leader of the Avengers. Yeah, she's in charge now. And 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 Captain America goes to the goes to the thing, goes to the, the therapy group and says to everybody there, you got to move on. We mm-hmm. have to move on. Yeah. And then he shows up with one. He's like, I can't move on. Yeah. Like, I can't. Neither can shape. Like, we can't. We'll never be okay. This will never feel okay. Yeah. And, of course, it's Tony who says to him, I have moved on. And he has. Yeah. You know what I mean? Captain America can't can't move on. Tony has. And yet Tony has now understood that it would be selfish mm-hmm. to – not do this right there's a there's a definition there's a definite yeah there's a definition of selfish that would include hiding time travel from your friends so that you don't lose your daughter yeah you know what i mean yeah so you know that that is that is 
the you know you think about that snap at the end being the ultimate sacrifice mm-hmm. of his life but really it's when he shows up at the avengers compound and says i really hope that i don't lose everything in my life yeah like but let's let's do this well that and he has really that that, that key line too at the end there he said and and maybe not die trying Right. Would be nice. Yeah. Maybe not die trying would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that funeral scene, I mean, it feels like the end of the movie. Uh, and we we chatted, you know, at my house yesterday a little bit about this, that there's like a whole other 30 minutes after that. Yeah. Well, which also includes one of the more controversial elements of Endgame, which is that Captain America, the gift that Iron Man gives Captain America by going along with the heist, the heist, which is introduced as a concept by Scott Lang, who's a professional thief. Right. Uh, just like everything ties in. Everything's mm-hmm. right for every person. You yeah. Know? The gift that Captain America can get is finally the gift to move on. Yeah. You know, to get a life, as he says to Natasha at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, to to go back and pay off the promise that he made to Peggy Carter at the end of Captain America, oh, First Avenger, which is I will dance with you. God, that moment. And it's so perfect and incredible. Yeah. Also totally wrong and effed up. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, there is a lot of conversation on the internet about the fact that Captain America goes back in time. Uh-huh. And it would seem, the movie suggests, and I think the Russos have supported this, that Captain America, that Steve Rogers goes back in time, mm-hmm. marries Peggy Carter, and just stays in the background while the events of everything that we've seen in the movies unfold. Mm-hmm. And then shows up, knows that what time it is, you know, remembers when he left this timeline to go back in time mm-hmm. and shows up as an old man right. with a shield that he got somewhere to give it to Sam. Yeah. And people have said, like, that's terrible. Like, he he went back in time and he didn't, you know, like. He didn't cap it up. He didn't cap it up. He gave up, <laughs> he gave up his job. Like, he retired. Yeah. And it's fair, right? People get to retire. He's a hundred and something years old. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's And he's gone through a lot and he's fought a lot. But. Is he really just going to like people are like, does he he knows that Hydra has infiltrated Shield? Does he not tell Peggy Carter? Boy, I didn't think of any of that shit. I know, I know, but it's like I just thought about a man being with the love of his life. Yeah. For me, I make it I make it better with he went back and it started a different timeline and he flipped from this timeline. Right. From that timeline. And he and he did his part. He did his duty. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it's just hard to imagine Captain America. Saying no, thanks. I'm not. I'm right. not going to be a part of this fight. Yeah, he above all all others. Even if in that world the fights were different, uh-huh. and and not and not quite the same fights, the same thing. Yeah, I you know, I don't like a Captain America who doesn't eventually get up and say, "I can do this all day long," mm-hmm. which is the motif of Captain America, hilariously played when he plays him. He fights against himself. Yeah, you know, and he gets up. The other Captain America is like, "I can do this all day long." I, like, I know, I know. You know yeah. Like, I don't like a Captain America who lays down. No, know? same. And if the story, I, there is a lot of ways to interpret what happened between that dance with Peggy Carter and his his flipping, you know, and his new life, mm-hmm. the beginning of his new life, and his aging, and then coming back to this timeline to give Sam the the shield and, and the moniker of Captain America. Yeah. Um, but the one that I don't like to imagine is that he just lays down during yeah. that time. I have to imagine that Captain America and Peggy Carter just kicked all kinds of ass all all the time. Sure. And had a great time. Just go with that. And had a great time doing it together. Yeah. Purged purged that that timeline's shield of Hydra. Uh-huh. Uh and then just like had a, had had fun at home. Made sweet love. And abroad. Yeah. <laughs> 
I liked uh, Don Cheadle in this but too. I, but I felt like that was a little bit of an oversight, you know. For, oh, sure. For a for a project that is so keen on story to kind of, I feel like they really wanted to have that trick mm-hmm. of Captain America coming back as an old man. Yeah, and I get it. I would have rather him just not come back at all, and you just don't know. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, see, I, I liked seeing him. You I just don't, he doesn't come back at all, and then you close on him dancing with Peggy Carter, and we just don't know what happens after oh, that. That's true. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I really like Don Cheadle in this. Yeah. Like he finally gets, I think he shines more in this movie than any any of the others. You know, he's so great. Don Cheadle, you just want to watch him act all day long. Even the smallest lines yeah. have presence and purpose and character and, and, you know, life. And that's what's so great about this world is even the, even the smaller characters like him and, yeah. um, Who's the one uh, that rides the Pegasus? What's her name? Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson. Yeah, like everyone gets their their due, and everyone has their own little mini arcs. Yeah, they're so good at just stuffing those little small arcs in there, which is just enough. But you know who doesn't in this movie? Who? And really, at all, Winter Soldier. Oh, Bucky. Yeah, else you're doesn't? right. Falcon. Uh, I mean, well, he has his. Well, he's great. You know, but. He's getting his own movie, isn't he? Well, he's the new Captain America. 
Oh, well, that's right. And that's a thing where I'm like, I, Sam Wilson became, becomes Captain America for a period of time in the comics. Mm-hmm. And Sam Wilson as a character historically in the comics has a very interesting friendship with Steve Rogers. I I can't say that I felt like, yeah, that's the right move. Like the two people who might take up the mantle of Captain America obviously are Bucky or Sam. Mm-hmm. But he could have given the shield to either one and I I would have felt like I don't even know who these guys are. Like, Well, he certainly has not had much to do. I think yeah. Anthony Mackie is such a likable guy. Yeah. They kind of banked on his personality. Just being enough for it for now. Right, right, right. But I mean, you know, it's big it's big shoes to fill. And I appreciate their desire to to usher out Steve Rogers and and pass the torch. Mm-hmm. But I don't I mean, and this is not a this is not a criticism of either of these actors. I mean, they after Winter Soldier, they to my mind, they really fell into the background, mm-hmm. which is that kind of deep background where Rhodey started. Mm-hmm. But. By the by, this movie he had grown into a, a true member of the family. Yeah, it didn't help obviously that Sam and Bucky had been snuffed out at the end of the last movie. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you're right that that Rhodey was a obviously played by uh, Terrence. Um, what's his name? The actor, notoriously difficult actor, is now on Empire. Oh, uh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard played Rhodey in Iron Man, but he was difficult, right? So they got they rid, rid of him. him. And they brought in the amazing Don Cheadle mm-hmm. and he had grown into a character. Like I would have, if, if it, obviously it would have been impossible if, if, uh, Cap, if Steve Rogers had given Don uh, Brody mm-hmm. the shield, I would have like, yeah, yeah, that would have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. I want to see. He just feels like such a character of substance yeah. and point of view and the way he stood up to, uh, uh, the the Thunderbolt Ross mm-hmm. William Hurt yeah you know like anyway but yes I I'm just saying that's just all by way of saying I agree with you his his performance was great yeah he was great and the one thing that kind of bugged me was uh, Pepper Potts showing up to fight I don't know it didn't it it didn't move the needle for me her character becomes that character in the comics I've not read that storyline oh really. It has some like. So why does she get a suit of armor? It has a basis in the in the books. It felt that felt a little bit, you know, Marvel X Machina as well. When did she? <clears throat> when did she learn to use the armor? Why did she want to? It didn't seem in character to her. Agreed. To want to become an adventurer in that way. Yeah. Did she? I mean, I could see a, a situation in which she puts it on reluctantly in order to join the fight because she knows she, they need all hands on deck or something like right. that. Right. She has a daughter now. Maybe there's more at stake for her. Yeah, but she also has a lot at stake in staying in surviving that battle if it's if possible. And staying at home with her daughter. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. But I mean, you know, all of that said, you know, um, there's, a, there's a thing that I remember a lot from a lunch that I had with David Icke, mm-hmm. who was a television producer. Mm-hmm. He was the co-executive producer and co-creator of the reboot of Battlestar Galactica with Ron Moore. And Battlestar Galactica was a a purposefully and notoriously downbeat show Mm -hmm. where characters faced real loss and trauma uh, in ways that popular culture hadn't seen on television before. But he was saying, you know, we just finished – we just finished this episode where all of our Galacticans go and fight the Cylons – and they and they they do a essentially a heist on them, and they all come back alive and they win and they celebrate. And he said it's it's 
actually out of con- out of character for our show to have such an upbeat episode. Mm-hmm. He said, but it's all part of the balance that you have to strike because mm-hmm. our show is so downbeat and that's why people are tuning in. But even so, sometimes people just want to eat a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. People just want to see their friends on television do good, mm-hmm. like do it and kick ass and be awesome at it. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't – and that to me was moments like that where perhaps it wasn't exactly explained or earned, but it's just heroic and you feel great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. You just want to eat that – you deserve that cheeseburger. And, you know, Infinity War and Endgame were a lot of health food, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of narrative yeah. kale. You know, like life is unfair. Uh Tra- trauma leaves deep marks. Mm-hmm. You you want to move on, but you can't move on. Mm-hmm. There's some things you can't take back. It's fine to have all of a sudden, in my mind, like, yeah, Ant-Man is punching out a giant space slug. Yeah. Live it up. You yeah. Know? You do, you've earned this. You've gotten this far and you've earned it. Totally. So I, I put her her appearance as Rescue. That's the name of her character in, right. that, in that category. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well, we're kind of out of time. Yeah. Tune in a year from now for Endgame Part Two. <laughs> oh, I think we hit the high points. That's true. The, the when you talk about when things, yeah, you know what? I'm not even. I've I've ladled enough critique into this love fest. Yeah, great movie. Um, it was a great movie, and it, I think it was a uh, it was a it was a funeral for us all in a lot of ways. The ending of this, yeah, amazing series. Yeah, you know, pe- people like podcasts because they like to be with their friends. I like listening to their friends in the other room talk while you're there. I like listening to you, my friend. I get I'm lucky I get to talk to you in person. But yeah. and people like franchise movies and 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 books and history and you know fantasy series and science fiction series because they like their friends. Yeah, they you like develop their a real relationship you, with these characters. It's family. Yeah. You know, it's your family. And this was a death in the family for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I I I feel sad. I feel sad because I don't care. I don't care that Spider-Man's not going to be part of the MCU anymore mm-hmm. because I don't think I'm going back to the MCU. Oh, really? I look forward to having my mind changed. I think that you will. And <laughs> I I have heard some of the things they're spinning up for WandaVision mm-hmm. in this new Disney Plus mini yeah. MCU universe. Yep. For WandaVision, you see the promise of what's going to happen for Loki because he escaped from this timeline in mm-hmm. the – there's a Black Widow movie coming out, there's right? A Black Widow movie. Uh, obviously, there's going to be another Black Panther movie, which uh-huh. I'm eager to see. I think that there's m- going to be another Ant Man movie. Everyone loves Paul Rudd. I'm not yeah. like I'm not going to see the movies, but this is the end of the story. Yeah, and I I will accept if it doesn't get better than this. Do you know what I mean? Me too. Um, I totally get it. And uh, the coda of having Spider Man Far From Home, I feel like was an. an Another another movie for another time, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I actually don't need this Tony Stark stuff in mm-hmm. the Spider Man movie. I kind of just want to see a Spider Man movie now. Yeah, like, I'm ready to move on. Thanks, Iron Man, for killing yourself. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. Yep. So there you go. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. End game has ended. <laughs> oh no! Before we go, uh, where can people buy your book, Medallion Status? That's right. My name is John Hodgman. I've been the guest on. <laughs> On the on the movie crush cinematic universe since the since the beginning, we've now mm-hmm. closed out our multi episode arc. Uh, I also write things. I write books sometimes, including Vacation Land, which came out a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and now the End Game of Vacation Land. <laughs>
<laughs> Vacation Land was the Infinity War too. Medallion status. Oh man, that part laid in Medallion status where you sacrifice yourself. There is a part that you could probably describe accurately as that. It's not a sequel to Vacation Land. It's a whole new book about all the strange jobs that I've had since I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. The strangest of which probably being becoming an un unintentional famous minor television personality. That's right. It's about losing that job to some degree and dealing with the loss of that status by seeking out in increasingly unhealthy ways medallion status on Delta's frequent flyer mile pro <laughs> uh, uh, program. Uh, you can upgrade to medallion status right now by going to bit.ly slash medallion status. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash medallion status, all one word, all capital letters, where you can order or pre-order depending on the time frame of where you are in your time heist. You can order or pre-order the hardcover book, the audio book narrated by me, or the electronic edition at all of your favorite retailers, including IndieBound, which will direct you to your local independent bookshop. Thank you, Chuck, for allowing me to talk about medallion status. Of course. I can't wait to read it. The culminating apex of a 48-year narrative journey. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Movie Crush is produced, edited, and engineered by Ramsey Yunt here in our home studio at Pont City Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.